When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing all right myself. Uh, you know, just living the life two days prior till I go back to school. I'll be back Friday morning in Syracuse and I will be uh, off on the show from Friday tentatively through Monday or Tuesday as of right now. I'm uh, not exactly sure when my return date is, but LJ will uh, certainly keep up the slack for me in the meantime. Uh, But speaking of time, LJ, you have something. Yeah, Brandon, have you ever wondered what time it is? You know, you ask me this every day and, you know, I'm starting to think that you would know that sometimes I do. As you should. You know, Brandon, I have a friend, really, you know, a family friend, um, mid-30s, got a wife and kids. His wife recently, um, he was telling me, came up to him and said, you know what? If you cannot be more responsible here, I cannot continue to do this. We're going to have to get a divorce. Um, he talked her down off of that at the time and to pr- help prove him to help prove to her that he can handle the responsibility. He was going to pick up the kids that day at three 30. I told him that's great, but it's three 45 as he's sprinting towards his car. I started to stop and think, you know why that man could use a watch from La terrain with promo code MLB daily at LaTerrain.com, you can save 10% off of already incredibly stylish and affordable watches. Brandon, I know the uh, Legacy 2 has really caught my eye over the past couple of days. I've been trying to decide which one I'm going to get for myself. Starting to lean that way. Have you seen anything that catches your eye? 
Yeah, you know, we were talking about the uh, compass the other day, and that's a very intricate watch for sure. The Legacy 2 is a bit more sleek, a bit more, uh, you know, flashy, I guess, in that way. I kind of like this red crest, LJ. I don't know mm. about you. It does look very sharp with that kind of band, and it is the cheapest out of all the watches on their site, so... Uh, yeah, and of course you can get the order even cheaper using code MLB daily, ten percent off. Absolutely, and that's that's that. You've been talking about any of their sunglasses, watch bands. Um, I'm forgetting like three other things. Bracelets, bracelets, bags, you name it. LaTorraine.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. Use code MLB daily at checkout to save ten percent off. All right, LJ, you have, uh, I guess this has turned into ongoing news because we talk about this kid almost every day now from the Little League World Series. Gavin Weir, uh, it's South Dakota, right? That he's yes, the, the, the greatest thing to come out of Dakota. <laughs> One of the greatest people to ever come out of North or South. Well, there's only, well there, there only is South Dakota, so. Yeah, that's right. There is no North Dakota. Uh, but he threw yet another no-hitter in the Little League World Series today. And LJ, I believe the stat is now in his past eight games, he's only allowed one hit and no earned runs. Brandon, yeah, it has been one hit in his entire All-Stars postseason. So, so since like the actual... So start, starting at the district level so like before of course you have the they don't have tracked stats for any of the um preliminary stuff you know the kind of like the friendlies that you do before mm. you get into the actual tournament however starting right at the the district tournament from the district tournament through the state tournament through the regional tournament through the Little League world series he's made a bajillion starts only made only allowed one hit through that whole stretch one hit and i believe they won one to nothing today right over california uh one two nothing two nothing was it two nothing i thought it was no one. no that, that was the uh, that was a Hawaii game never mind i'm getting myself turned around it was one nothing he threw what uh six innings 14 strikeouts which he struck out 14 of the 18 batters it's okay it, it's absolutely disgusting. You know, the other thing that's disgusting about this guy, the similarities to Chris Sale. Of course, we have certainly talked plenty about him, uh, the pitching ninja throughout the year, certainly one of the best guys in the sport right now in terms of content creation. And he finally came up with it. I'm sure he's been looking for a couple, uh, a couple weeks since this guy really started to make a name for himself. Or what the accurate comp is and if you look at the side by side of gavin weir and chris sale mechanically it's identical and of course he very well may be posturing but at that at that age none of these kids really know how to control the media like a professional athlete does so i i doubt that but he claims his coaches claim that they had never actually heard that before which means that's entirely natural technique or mostly natural technique 
that has brought him to being almost a spitting image of Chris Sale. 5'5 Chris, five, five Chris Sale is what Gavin Weir looks like right now. Yeah, and it's crazy that – so the MLB official Twitter account tweeted, Gavin Weir threw his fourth no-hitter of the summer today in the Little League World Series. He's allowed just one hit in his last eight games and has struck out 114 of the 132 batters. It's unreal. It's especially, did you, I'm not sure if you heard it, but um, one of the, uh, the, the player that got the hit was a friend of his. Really? Yeah, so it you know was someone actually, from California. Oh, okay, never mind. You, he no, didn't get it. No one got a hit today. Got it. No, it was either there was mixed story. It was mixed reports whether it was district or state, but either way, it was within a state. So a, a lower, lower level All Star tournament was when the hit came up, and it was actually like a bunch of guys that were from his home area, his hometown before he'd moved to the part of South Dakota that he lives in now. So these were a bunch of old friends of his on this team. And of course, guys he's played with before. And one of them got a nice uh, hit to right field. Now I'm assuming based on overall his talent, if you're getting it to right field, it was probably a right-handed hitter, just barely being able to get the good, get a good piece of contact to go to the opposite field. No one's pulling that kid. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. That and- is a good point you know the only thing that's an app all right there's actually there's two things that are shame one of the things that's a shame is of course that he doesn't have more complete no hitters because of course for some reason and i'm not sure why little league world series has decided that they're going to pretend that his combined no hitter from earlier in the little league world series doesn't exist because it was not a complete game by one pit pitcher it was a complete because, game. Because he got to the pitch count, right? It was it was because he got to the pitch count, so he had to take him out. They brought in another guy for one out. He got that out. It was a no-hitter, but as far as Little League World Series record holding goes, it just apparently doesn't exist. Like today, they said first player to uh, put together multiple no-hitters in a World Series in such and such, and it was like, you know, it was just there's been a lot of like talk and it's like they, they hype up the other hyped up the other no hitter as if it was like the first one in ages. First off, does baseball on its own, just baseball entirely have a no hitter problem now? Are we at that point? No, it, it, it's it was affecting well, the lower levels. No, I think it's just because, well, you know, honestly, in the Little League World Series in the years past, We've seen offense be too good some years where the bats are just way too good. I mean, there was like a, there was that one year where the South Korean team literally mercied their opponent in every single game, including the little league world series championship game. I mean, they, they interviewed this kid who was like six foot three. And he said that he hit 60 home runs in 15 games, like leading up to coming to the United States to play in the Little League World Series. I mean, it's literally four home runs a game for 15 games. Um, I'm not going to say it. Um, but, yeah, you know, you're right. And, I, again, I, I also am not going to complain because I love to see good pitching. So 
it certainly is with me. The other thing that's a, another thing that's an absolute shame is overall the fact that he doesn't have more no hitters in the sense that at least two of his no hitters could have been perfect games if it weren't for the defense behind him. And like, look, I know, I understand that when you get almost no live game reps, it's kind of hard to be a good defensive team. Like they might see the ball twice in his outing. And so I understand that, but at the same time, there were, oh yeah, of the regionals and Little League World Series, two of the perfect games were broken up on an error. And one of them was broken up on a hit by pitch. So it's not like he's bra- It's not like he's walking batters either, which is fantastic. I mean, he's just going at times getting deep into counts because these umpires don't know how to handle his breaking pitches. I mean, Brandon, you said before we uh, got on here today that there were a couple calls you felt were questionable in his favor. But if you've watched him through regionals and through the rest of this tournament closely, you'll notice the vast majority of that time, while there were bad calls, every single little league umpire is struggling to be able to call this guy because of the movement. Most of the time it doesn't go in his favor. Yeah. Uh, I just thought, you know, there was a few calls that were bad. And then when you explained to me, like, yeah, these umps, like they get paid for the entire year, except for this actual tournament where they're volunteers yeah, I can see why they act the way that they do. But LJ, you uh, had a problem with the way that California's coach managed their pitching staff here against Gavin Weir. I mean, what kind of strategy could you even employ when you're facing like almost a guaranteed no hitter? Brandon, you're about to scream when you hear what I'm about to say. So for starters, let me preface with the fact that so far in this tournament, South Dakota very well could win this whole thing. And if they win it, it's going to be on their pitching. Well, if this kid's pitching in the final, I mean, I don't see how they, how they don't win. He won't be. He's done for the, he's done for the season. Gavin Weir. Gavin Weir is done for the season. He hit actually, that was the big thing that made me, or at least made me laugh his coach came out when he had 65 pitches and I genuinely thought he was going out there to pull him because 65 pitches means he can take three days of rest and pitch on Sunday, which would be the championship game, which would be the championship game. And instead he went out there and fired up the troops because it was a one run game. And, you know, every game is must win here and said flat out said to the team, Hey, you're going to go out here and you're going to finish this off. Then he turns to his number two guy and he's like, you're going to go out there next time out and you are going to absolutely light, light that team on fire. It was like absolutely hyping him up. And I believe the last thing he said before he went back into the dugout is finish, finish this one off, win this game and then go hit home run home runs for the rest of the tournament. Okay. And then walked back into the dugout, let Weir go all the way to the end of his no hitter and yeah, so he will have to have four days of rest. Four days would end up ending on Monday. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So you know, I don't blame them for that though because it was no, only a one it, it was a one run game. And this and, is the best and this was the best or second best, depending on it's it was real realistically probably them in Hawaii in terms of who had the best offense this year between California and Hawaii. So I'm not sure I necessarily even trust, even if I have a really good number two or three, I'm not sure I trust them to hold that one run lead, especially when you consider how I mean for lack of a better term, I don't mean to be mean to the children publicly. The offense for South Dakota has been kind of anemic through this entire tournament. Like we're, we're used to getting some crooked numbers in these little league world series games, or at least like five runs. They're at currently averaging two runs a game. And well, when you call a no hitter, like every other game, it's, it's yeah, you okay. don't need it. Honestly. Yeah. No. Yeah, so the first one was 3-0. Gavin Weir shuts everybody down. The next one was 2-0. Gavin Weir is the one who hits the two-run home run in the sixth inning to put the game ahead, and then it was a 1-0 win today. So it's not like they've been winning with a lot of offense here. No. So Anyway, my point being with that. What did this California coach do, LJ? I needed to preface that. I needed to preface with that because – it sets up overall the ridiculousness of the set pitching setup here. So of course, California was able to get their top guy on the mound as well too. So it's their two best pitchers. He holds this team to one run, which is exactly what you need when you're pitching, facing a pitching staff this good. He pulls his starter mid game, obviously about, and it was obviously a matter of rest days so he could pitch in the championship game. However, he pulled him at 51 pitches. The exact bottom end of the threshold for three days rest. If he had pulled him one batter sooner, he could have been two days rest, which means he could have pitched pitched the next game against South Dakota and they would have had a really, really good chance of actually making it. So he is absolutely gambling. He's betting the farm on his number two pitcher here being able to keep it close enough with this South Dakota pitching staff. Do, do we have any insight on, on the number two pitcher? Do we have like a no, expected ERA, a FIP? I mean, what, what kind of stats do we actually, have? Let me see what I can get. You know, because I, I wonder how intricate the the Little League World Series goes with. They have their we- they have a website. I need to see this. Actually. Do we have a war? Like, what is what is Gavin Weir's war? Probably like, yeah. For for his performance today, what he gets probably 0.7 war, 0.8 war. Yeah, I'd say I'd say somewhere around there. All right now. You had to get me curious, Brandon. That's the thing. 
I know. And then and then we'll have to move on because we don't want to spend a half hour on Gavin and Weir. Um, one nothing. Assuming it's this one. 9-0 win over Ohio. Had. Well, LJ's looking for that. I should update everyone. Tomorrow. The Dodgers and Padres are playing once again right now. Padres up one nothing in the middle of the sixth inning. Okay, he pitched a one hitter last time out, but still, I stand. Oh, okay. by, I stand. No, I stand by what I said because at the end of the day, if this is if this is your best guy, if this is a guy who's going to pitch this well, you need him in this game where you absolutely need to keep the other team's offense down a hundred percent. And if you weren't going to let him go the full pitch count, why would you pull him then and not a batter sooner? Like it's obvious, it's obvious he was thinking about it. And even if you wanted to pitch the other guy in the next game, it would be nice to at least have both of his guys as an, uh, as an option. Like, even if he still went with the other pitcher, he could have this guy that pitched today come in, in relief. But rather than that, he chooses to waste him on the final batter of that section. And it was just a mess. So shame on you. Well, LJ, let's get into professional baseball. The much less fun, fun version of baseball, yes. As the Baltimore Orioles end two streaks, uh, not only do they break a 19-game losing streak by beating the Angels tonight, but they break Shohei Otani's six-straight quality start streak. Oof. LJ, I know you're a big quality start guy. I mean, not a good look for Otani here. No, but you know, actually, I'm I, I, I'm saying I'm saying all of this without actually looking at the box score. What was the what was his line? I believe he was six innings, four earned. I'm gonna I'm pulling it up right now. Otani was five innings, five hits, four earned, seven strikeouts. He allowed three home runs. Okay, that's not that bad of a line. He's, Except for the three home runs, yeah. The three home runs is unideal, but at the end of the day, he's still got a three ERA. He's still, I mean, mm-hmm. does this that's change? higher than a three ERA. Oh, three ERA now after this game. Yeah, okay. That still, Brandon, I guess the question is, does it change your mind on Shohei Otani right now? No, no, it's just, I mean, like, I don't think a single person in the world would have thought that the Orioles were going to win tonight with Otani. No, no, no one thinks they're going to win, but that's the, that's the beauty of baseball. Frankly, that's one of the intrigues of the one game wild card is the fact that you've got nine innings to decide the difference between two teams. And it's not certainly not the most fair thing, but you know what? You have to go out there and you have to give it your all. And that's something I find fascinating. That's something, and this is the type of score line that you could see in that situation. Not every pitcher is going to bring his best every time. You know, this is something I'd like to unpack on a later episode, maybe tomorrow. Um, But, you know, Fernando Tatis says he's always going to give his 100%. He's not always going to have 100% available, but he's going to give 100% of what's available. So if he's got 85% that day, he's going to give 100% of his 85%. So your point being, if this is sometimes you're going to see Shohei Otani's 
And this may very well may have been that. And that's that's baseball. That's to be expected in such a long season. And honestly, any team could any team can tag anybody for one game. And they also the Angels also had the lead when he exited the game. If and they were in line to win this game until in the bottom of the eighth, the Angels bullpen falls apart. They allow five runs. Uh, and, I know the feeling. Oh yeah, and then the Orioles end up winning ten to six. Uh, so yeah, they have no longer lost nineteen in a row. Uh, they now have the same amount of wins as the amount of games that they're back from first place in the AL East, both of those at 39. Uh, yeah, LJ, like you said, you feel bad for the fans. I'm sure the fans had quite the celebration tonight. Yes. Now, from a strategic standpoint, now I do not stand for this strategy. I am generally anti-tank. While I understand the process, I am not for it but is that like an unreasonable pace to be on as many games back as you have wins it's not good like like reasonably reasonably if they were to keep at that pace all they'd have to do is 500 so they could certainly do worse than that but how hard is it to get to that point it's pretty hard i mean you think about it you can't be like you can't I mean unless you have 20 wins in your 20 games back but you would have to be really bad at the start of the year for that to happen Arizona they are they're 40 games back but they have 43 wins like it's so a three game losing streak and they get right back to it so again this well, is three hard... game losing streak if the Giants also lose three in a row or no if the Giants win three in a row also yeah. Because it depends on what the first place team does as well. I, either way, that certainly is a manageable spot for the Diamondbacks to get to. But yeah, I mean, that, that proves that goes to show that's a really hard situation to be in. But at the same time, I could see I could see the Orioles falling below that pace. I just talked to, I just said, let's let's assume that Baltimore or not Baltimore. Actually, yeah, let's assume Tampa is going to stay at a similar clip reasonably this team is not going to go the 500 the rest of the year it's just not going to happen so if they weren't to go 500 the rest of the year they're going to fall below that line yeah and that's that crazy yeah they could well actually let me see how it finished in 2019 what they ended up with so in 2019 oh it was close lj the Orioles won 54 games and they were 49 games back. The Detroit Tigers, how about this one? They won 47 games and were 53 and a half games back. So they were under. They they won less games than they were games back. That's I'm I'm, I'm you know that's never a good thing. Like, I think I have a decent mind for baseball. It's never a good thing when I struggle to wrap my head around a stat like this. Like, I'm, I, I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but I can't like fully. It, it just doesn't it. make sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's not like my head is buffering 
as I try to really unpack the depth, the meat of what you're saying when you say this. Ready? I got another good one for you. 2018, the Orioles won 47 games and were 61 games back from first. So if they doubled their win total, they still would be 15 games behind first place. If they doubled the amount of wins that they had that year. It is unbelievable. All right, kind of kind of changing course here back to the Do- uh, Dodgers and Padres game. Yeah. If the Dodgers score right now, like, honestly, either way, Walker Bueller's got to be the front runner now, right? For NL Cy Young, yes, he is. But Blake Snell has certainly outdueled him tonight. Uh, still not allowing a run. Had this on the background pretty much the whole night. Blake Snell was actually pitching really, really nice tonight. Hasn't walked anyone, which has been one of his big problems this year. He's currently working right now in the top of the seventh. Uh, this is Justin Turner stepping up, I believe, or now it's A.J. Pollock. L.J., A.J. Pollock has the highest batting average in the National League since the All-Star break, 360-something. So, I feel like – Or Starling Marte's up there too as well. It has been a very long time since A.J. Pollock was actually given respect as a baseball player. Part well, of that – hard when there's like – 10 MVPs also. Yeah, part of part of that is his own fault for going to the Dodgers, where he knew he wouldn't be given like top billing or anything. However, let's keep in mind this is an above average hitter for his career and has been a good hitter for large stretches of his career, particularly that 2014-15 seasons in Arizona. But I remember the beginning of his Dodgers tenure was kind of tumultuous because he was their big free agent signing. And AJ Pollock is not a big free agent signing. When you have now gone to the World Series twice and lost, the team wants action. The fans want the team to go out and make this crazy big move that's going to bring their franchise winning piece. But in this situation, there wasn't a move that made sense for them. There wasn't a move that was right to do. And so they end up with AJ Pollock and AJ Pollock just became. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution with call, meet and message all in one app. Ring central makes communication easy with all that connectivity in the palm of your hand. You can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat because when it comes to communication simple is better learn more at ringcentral.com ring central simpler communications hi i'm maria and i'm mike and we're team Team ready black hills energy knows your home is where your heart is so they want you to be ready it's all about keeping you safe prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The whipping boy for the Dodgers fan base for about a year. 
before they lost that playoff game, then I think they kind of, you know, had bigger fish to fry. Um, and it was like, it was, it was kind of cruel because like he certainly didn't do anything to deserve it. Uh, slash 266, 327, 468. That's a fu- certainly a fine line. But again, the fan base wanted nothing to do with it. All of a sudden they bring in Mookie Betts, they win a world series and all of a sudden he's forgotten, forgotten again. So really, since since he left Arizona, no one's really wanted anything to do with a positive AJ Pollock spin. Well, Snell was just able to get a strikeout looking on a pitch that was not even close to the zone. They showed the automatic strike zone was not in the zone. AJ Pollock was very angry with that uh but Snell now two outs in the seventh the only run that scored in this game uh so Jake Cronenworth was able to reach on an error in the second inning due to an errant Justin Turner throw and then it was Will Will Myers who singled him in later in the inning that's the only run it's unearned so you could argue that Walker Bueller has pitched better tonight uh he's only at 89 pitches right now six innings one run that's unearned, seven strikeouts, no walks. Uh, but LJ, yes, uh, I think he's the favorite. Uh, that Dude, would this make is, it- this is a genuinely the the Padres haven't been this great team this year, but or the great offense this past half year, I mean, like since the all star break. But this is still impressive, especially with the they still have all their I mean, all their top guys many- playing. And how meaningful this game is. Yeah. And it's in the Padres lineup, LJ, their one through nine tonight is a full-strength lineup. I'm going to read it quick. Trent Grisham, Tatis, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Austin Nola, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, Adam Frazier, Blake Snell. I mean, that's their lineup. And Snell just uh, got Corey Seager to strike out to end the inning as we go to the bottom of the seventh. Uh, but yeah, that's a full strength lineup for the Padres there. And same with the Dodgers. So they're both pretty much operating on full strength other than uh, no Noah Mookie Betts. But it's all right because the Dodgers just have their other MVP center fielder uh, fill in. Even though Cody Bellinger, he, he's been cold on the year. And now he's also going through a slump, which I, I, saying cold on I, the I, I don't know at what point. I don't know at what point a slump just turns into like, no, it's just like, he's, he's, he's bad. Cody uh, Bellinger's bad this year. Okay. Cause I was willing, I was willing to say that in July, maybe June. So look, honestly, this is my opinion. Maybe a hot take. If Betts was healthy, if this team was fully healthy, I would very strongly think about or at least offer the suggestion to Cody Bellinger of going down for a couple weeks. I don't see the shame in it. Get get into a position where there's not as much pressure. Figure out what you need to figure out because this guy still has just as much skill as he always did. He just has to figure out what's going wrong and correct it. And if he could have just gone down to AAA for a couple, for a week, maybe two weeks, get whatever is fixed that needs to get fixed, I think that could have really helped him and the team.
But of course, you think about all of the injuries you bring in a guy like Trey Turner, and he's hurt to start. Mookie Betts has been on and off the IL in the back half of the year. So there really hasn't been a clear opportunity to be moving a center fielder off the lineup, out of the lineup. So, I mean, I guess it's fine that he's here. I just wish, I I just wish he wasn't because it would be better off for him getting, for him in terms of eventually moving back into the MVP conversation in a year from now. Well, let's talk about, uh, we, you know, you were talking about the Padres offense, but just talk about what they did with their pitching as they recently fired their pitching coach, Larry Rothschild, Yankees legend pitching coach, uh, as the Yankees fired him just a few years ago as well. Uh, yeah, the Padres, they've just they've, they've been in a tailspin for a while. Their offense has gone cold. The pitching has not been good. LJ, do you think firing the pitching coach is the right move here? I mean, yes. I guess the thing is, do you have to? I mean, you you, I would say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you think you had to make a move? Because yeah. especially when you built up this rotation as this best rotation in the league and it's not performing nearly close to like anything close to that. Exactly. So my point being, so why not fire the you can't guy. change the players because you know, the proven talents there. I'm not saying that I, you shouldn't fire them at the end of the day. I really don't care. However, I don't think necessarily this solves anything for them. Certainly. Not this year. Not not what not what it matters right now. No, no, it doesn't solve it this year. But in the future, I mean, you'd much rather have those guys because if you're making proven talent get worse, it, there's a big issue. And Larry well, Rothschild did that with the Yankees a lot. Did he? Okay, because he, yeah, you see, I could also see this as a scenario where. They're moving on. Teams have done this before where they move on from a coach just because it's the what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I'm really struggling tonight. Um, because it's the easy move to do to, to shake things up, you can't fire the players, so you fire the coach, you know, that old classic standby, and then all of a sudden they're going to go into next year looking for a pitching coach. But they're also going to realize the talent we have in this roster isn't exactly what we thought it was, so we're going to move on from them now. So there's a, there's a, there are there could have been, of course, without that precedent that you mentioned, there could have been a situation where Rothschild wasn't the issue and was probably the better choice long term as the pitching coach. And yet he got the can and then they ended up moving on from the players that it was either him or the players mm. in the following off season. At that point, I, th- I would think it's a waste, but it, if it is how you say, then yeah, a hundred percent, the right choice. Again, it's certainly not something that's, it, it's not something that's going to affect this team either way this season. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. They're, they're pretty much out of it. Uh, I think, 
we all want the Reds to make this playoff, especially because of how their season. I mean, let's not forget how the Reds' season ended in 2020, where they make the playoffs against the Braves and they score zero runs in those two games. I mean, Trevor Bauer threw in that first game. Bauer threw seven and two thirds of shutout ball, and they still can't score any runs for him. It's and with the Reds' offense the way it is this year, uh, I what I would do if they beat the Dodgers in the wild card game. I mean, that would be one of the craziest things that's happened the entire season. It's certainly capable. It. I'm not counting it out. How many days are there between the wild card and the divisional round? Actually, oh, that's a piece of news is we have the yeah, wild card yeah. Day. You know what? That stuff's actually. I'm glad you brought it up because that stuff came out today. Yes, uh, I can. I did not do that intentionally. Admittedly, I no, want you're good because the postseason schedule. All right, LJ. So here is the schedule. The first wild card game will be. October 5th, and that is the American League wildcard game. So the season ends October 3rd. October 5th is the AL wildcard. That's on ESPN. October 6th is the NL wildcard, which is on TBS. October 7th starts the ALDS and NLDS and runs through October 14th. That Those will be across... Fox Sports 1, TBS, and MLB Network. October 15th through the 24th is the ALCS and NLCS, sponsored by Lone Depot. Those will be seen on Fox, Fox Sports 1, and TBS. The World Series runs from October 26th through November 3rd. That will be on Fox. So you were talking about a season potentially where the first game of this regular season was on April 1st and the last game is on November 3rd. And then people try to uh, say that, that the baseball season is not hard for the players and they've been at it since earlier than that. Yep. No, this, this season needs to get shorter. It really does. You don't I'm like eight months, more, right? I'm becoming more and more in favor of it, not only because of the players and the toll it takes on them, not only because I think overall having less games makes it easier to grow the fan base because there's a little bit higher stakes in each game. I mean, realistically, it's just simple math that the shorter the season gets, the higher the stakes in each game are. So that I think I like. I also like the idea of what you could potentially sneak in there to replace it. We could hypothetically put in my invitate my Field of Dreams Invitational Tournament without having to have a series attached to it and just make it its own separate thing where they're allowed to move the 40-man around for – that series we could absolutely you could absolutely do that if you cut the season down 20 30 games so 
there's just a lot of, I think there's a lot of very interesting things you could do with a shorter season. But my point to asking about that was I wanted to make sure that there's like two to three days between the NL wild card and the beginning of their, their NLDS run. Because some, some may call me a madman. My genius probably won't be appreciated in my time. Very similar to Mike Greenberg. What if the Dodgers bullpen their starters for the wild card game? Either I, that or like they just have so many. I mean, they might how, just send Price out there and be like, buddy, just pitch three innings for us and then we'll figure it out. Just pick none of them is basically one strategy because realistically, that's a very tough decision of who you're putting out there in your one game. Are you going to put Walker Bueller? Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, which one are you going to pick out of that group? It's just, that's a ridiculous choice to have to make. Or what you can do is you can do two innings from each of them and then get into the bullpen in the sixth or seventh and six, six, seven, eight, nine, or whatever. LJ, uh, Nick Castellanos has done it again. Oh no, what happened around? Let's check Twitter now. So I just sent you a DM on Twitter of basically the tweet came up. There's an MLB home run account on Twitter. For those who don't know, that posts just a tweet of every single home run that gets hit, like the player, the team name, the home run number, and then what kind of home run it was, solo, two-run home run, et cetera. Well, Nick Castellanos, of course, is very well known for hitting a home run during Tom Brenneman's. Uh, apology during the 2020 season that turned into a meme and since then he also during the 2021 season hit a home run while they were giving a eulogy on the broadcast to somebody and this twitter account has also posted uh that he hit a home run and it's been right above tweets uh especially regarding chris bassett the other day when he got hit with a line drive. I also saw one when that person was found dead at City Field. Yep, that that was the this other one's death. This one's the stupidest one. So you've got Nick Castellanos' 23rd home run. First off, I feel like he has a lot more than that. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. But right above it, girl dies from crate challenge. The crate challenge might be the stupidest challenge of yet, yet, right? I don't see the appeal of it. It's pretty bad. Oh, LJ, there's also another version of this one as well that I just sent to you. Check that one out. Like, what compels one to toddler <laughs> shove to ground in seemingly random attack in Bronx? And there's a drive in the deep left field by Castellanos, and it will be a four to nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to put this headset on again. Look, all I'm saying is that when Nick Castellanos comes to the plate, <laughs> you just need to please just like be safe for a few minutes. When when he's batting, oh boy, what's next? It's, and I hate to say this, but once we get to like, you know, 
all I'm going to say is do the Reds play the Mets on 9-11? Because if he hits a home run on 9-11 against the Mets. You know what? Actually, I think it's the Yankees. I'm pretty, yeah, it's the Yankees and the Mets. Okay, so. So he he can't hit a home run in New York. Yeah, this year. Oh, what if it's. He can hit, hit a home run a lot of other places. Look, the greatest honor I think I could ever have is to die on at, at the same time that Castellanos hits a home run. I don't think that's an honor because it's like he's the reason why you're dead. Yeah, but that's the way I want to go, Brandon. I don't care Fair. if it. I don't care if it's some all-star or uh, not all-stars, but like legends game at the Reds. It's like April. Uh, oh gosh, how long do I want to live? Uh, April. 17th 2070 and Nick Castellanos shows up to this Legends game and absolutely smacks one out at 90 and I die at 70 something that's myself as a man of faith that's a good life no it is a good life but I'm just wanting to know that Nick Castellanos Jr. ends my life yeah and then we can have Tom Tom Brenneman can give the uh speech at your funeral say i proud myself as a man of faith there's a drive in a deep left field by castellanos <laughs> oh that is just side that 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 will never that's get. the way to go it's the way to go it really is oh lj how are we doing on time um probably not very good all right we got about like time for one more thing i think all right uh, started, like, we got, like i have one more eight, thing 12 minutes we will talk about uh, a pretty important series, actually. How about Rays Phillies, LJ? Yeah, you know, I was, you know, it didn't get like circled on my calendar before this week, but I am certainly very much welcoming the idea of this series. Phillies. So tonight, what a game this was! As the Phillies originally had the lead one nothing, Tampa Bay comes back and takes a three to one lead. Philly ties it in the bottom of the fifth at three. The two starters, uh, Ryan Yarborough, four innings, five hits, two earned runs. Zach Wheeler in this one, some questionable, questionable managing in here by Joe Girardi. LJ, Zach Wheeler goes eight innings, allows 10 hits, seven runs, five are earned, 10 strikeouts, no walks. He only threw 102 pitches, but he gave up seven runs, whether five of them were earned or not. It, like, I, I get it's late in the season and the bullpen is not full strength, but you just had to leave him out there for the eighth just to get just to get shelled even more. Like you guys were putting together a comeback there, tied up. I, I just thought you they probably would have used him a little smarter. And I get the pitch count was low, so it's intriguing to keep the guy out there. But mm-hmm. Girardi was also very guilty of doing this with the Yankees. Uh, just likes to leave the starter out there. And the Rays end up hitting a home run top nine, Francisco Mejia off Connor Brogdon. And that's your game, 7-4, Rays win. It makes no sense. It really does. Doesn't. Um, yeah, because what, what was the line? Eight innings, 
uh, seven, seven runs. So the first seven runs, two, three, four. All the runs. they Yeah, scored. it was all the runs. So, okay. I'm fine with you. They brought him in, in the ninth inning. They right. brought him back out for the ninth. Yes, exactly. So let's let's back up a little bit, though. In a tie game. You allow th- by, through, through five innings, you've allowed three earned. I'm fine with that because you look at the precedent. You look at it's Zach Wheeler. He goes deep. He pitches very well. He is one of the most valuable players in the league right now in terms of pitchers. So you're going to let him go six if he has the pitches to go six. He goes six. It looks good. You let him go seven. It looks good. You let him go eight. He allows that one run. It gets a little shaky. Is there any good situation? Is there any logical scenario, regardless of pitch count, that you put him back out there after he'd already gotten knocked around a little bit in that eighth inning back in the ninth? It's negligible to do that. LJ, you want to know what else ongoing situation here? The Padres just brought back out Blake Snell for the top of the eighth inning at 106 pitches. Oh, also, I do want to officially announce that actually, oh, this might change things. As of right now, Blake Snell has won this matchup because Walker Buehler did not end up finishing the seventh. And he just and he just struck out Chris Taylor for his ninth strikeout tonight. 113 pitches with one out in the eighth. Uh, interesting to see how far Jace, Jace Tingler ends up going with him here. Sure. But, yeah, so the Rays take game one. They've won four in a row now. And – or was that game one of the series? Is it – Game two. Game two. I'm – Wait, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking Dodgers-Padres. No, I think that is game one. This was game two. You're right. They started yesterday. Tampa won three to one. Tampa won seven to four today. So Tampa has won four games in a row. They've taken the first two from Philadelphia. And now the Phillies, I mean, this is the Braves NL East to lose at this point. The Phillies are five games back. The Mets are seven games back. Braves should just coast from here, really. But they got to play San Francisco this weekend. And Snell allows a high fly ball to left field, and that ball is gone. A game-tying home run for the Dodgers, and it comes off the bat of Will Smith, his 20th of the year. Snell's 113th, 116th pitch of the game, excuse me, and it is tied at one. That was high cheese he took, too. High cheese. Wow. Snell, it burns Jace Tangler in the ass to use Snell here. And that is... Conspiracy theory. It doesn't matter what Blake Snell does. He was going all nine anyways. Jace Tangler's uh, only way to get rid of Blake Snell is to go as... push, Push his arm as far as it physically can go. Two very interesting stats that are very relevant here. Uh, Blake Snell just crossed his career high in pitch count. Uh, he's at 117 now. They haven't taken him out yet. He's pitching to the next batter. And he just recorded an out past the seventh inning for the first time since July 2018. It's the longest start of his entire career, LJ. 
So what you're telling me right now is. And he's going to get a no decision. If the Dodgers can get one more run here, Joe Kelly can get a win. I'm all in on this game. Cody Bellinger's hitting right now. Snell it all. Bellinger, try to take the wet noodle out of your the uh, wet noodle out of your hands and replace it with a baseball bat for just one at bat. Uh, I mean, let's see. It's a one-two count here. Snell deals. Fouled off. LJ, what are they doing? Why didn't they take him out of the game? I mean, I I guess they like the left on left with with uh, Snell versus Bellinger. Now they have someone up in the bullpen. It's uh, Daniel Hudson who came in to pitch last night. Brandon, yeah, there, there is no, there is no defending that situation. There's no once, defending once, Zach Wheeler, and there's no defending Blake Snow. As far as I'm concerned, as much as pitch count can talk you into things, like like keeping a guy in longer and longer, I think struck out Ballinger. Unless the guy is like really looking good, after about. 80 85 pitches if you're in the if you're in the eighth ninth inning and you have a reliable setup or closer and closer you, you pull there's no reason to make him be superman there's no reason for blake snell to have to be superman tonight and especially once you get to 100 after 100 there are very very rare cases in which i want to see the starter come back out after the end of the inning well, they're going to pull him right here. Uh, as Albert Pujols steps up to the plate, they're going to take him out. 122 pitches, the longest start of his entire career. He goes seven and two-thirds innings, allowing three hits and the one run, which is a home run. So but, now, uh, the question, now the question becomes, who won this pitching matchup? You know. Take the extra it, innings and the extra strikeouts. Or do you take the earned run? The more earned runs. You know, this, that's brutal because Bueller was really putting them down. But Snell, I mean, he 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 still has some left in the tank if he's able to strike out Cody. Like, and I know Cody Bellinger's been bad this anybody year. Could, anybody could strike out Cody Bellinger. But, but still, the fact that he has the wherewithal to be able to do that after 119 pitches or whatever it was is very impressive to me. I don't know. That's that's a great question. At, at the plate, Cody Rellinger this year has had the discipline of a 14-year-old orthotic. So let's not try to overhype this. I think that I think it's I don't know. Is it is it fair to is it fair to call it a wash? Because what is it? It's an extra two-thirds of an inning that they got out of snow yeah and realistically i mean we already explained the the one run that was allowed by bueller was by no means his fault it's not like it was like one of those there there are some unearned runs that really are kind of like their fault i struggle to really put the blame on walker bueller for that one so I think I side. I think I side Bueller. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. But uh, LJ, I think that that would be a good spot to wrap up today's show. Thank you all for listening once again. Check us out 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And uh, be sure to play our trivia game on our Twitter. But yeah, thank you all for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. See manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 